Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we're going to sound a little bit like broken records this week, still talking about what we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, and that's the home run chases of Albert Pujols and Aaron Judge, except we do have some new information this week. Albert Pujols has hit career home run number 700. He joins... Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, and Barry Bonds as the only players in MLB history to hit 700 career home runs. What an accomplishment by Albert Pujols. We're going to get into that today on the episode of the podcast. But first, Trey, how are you doing today? Looks like you had a fun trip up to D.C. over the weekend. Yeah, I got to see my Eagles play the, the Commanders in Lincoln. I mean, FedEx Field. And, uh, yeah, the because uh, the link turn, it was the link south, I guess you could say, because there's most legal fans at that game. But that's football. Uh, back to baseball, you know, uh, I watched every Aaron Judge bat for the past past week, and uh, he's he's getting closer and closer. And it was cool to see Pujols get get 700, a two home run night against you know his former team and the Dodgers with his you know with the Cardinals obviously uh, rejoining them and you know. It's kind of incredible, kind of the turnaround he had since he left the Angels to get this record. Yeah, it was it was really cool to see it happen. Uh, of course, I was at work Friday night when it happened, and I got a notification that he hit home run number 699. And I was like, all right, that's cool. He's only one away now. And then, like, half an hour later, got a notification that he hit number 700. And so then I had to check Twitter and find a video of the home run and see everyone with their instant reactions. And uh, it was, it was a cool moment. Um, Two home run game against the Dodgers. Like you said, his former team that he spent half of last season with, and, you know, actually had a decent season with last year uh, in, in Dodger stadium. So in Los Angeles where he spent really the second half of his career, mostly with the angels. And then last year with the Dodgers, so a cool moment. Great to see Albert Pujols reach that mark, reach home run number 700. The only bad thing is that it was on Apple TV. And I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that you know the networks like MLB Network and ESPN, they weren't able to do live cut-ins of Albert Pujols at-bats because it was on Apple TV. So you could only watch it on that streaming platform. Now, it, it is free to watch it on there but yeah, that was that's a big that was a big misconception is and i think i tweeted it on friday like i think more plugging needed to be put towards hey this is free like this is free. and like how everyone has an iphone and all you need is and the app is already downloaded on your phone if you have an iphone so like i mean you don't have an iphone but a lot of most people do and so i or, or if you have an Apple product, which most people might have a MacBook, for example, or an iPad. So, yeah, it sucks it was kind of on Apple Apple TV+, Plus, but it also was 
accessible to to most people. And this is the way it's going to go. You see with the NFL and Thursday Night Football. So I get the complaints and I wish there was live cut-ins, but I also like, I think the com- I think Major League Baseball failed in the fact that it was like, hey, this is a free service and could have plugged it like all week. Yeah, that's what they should have been doing because I think a lot of people see that it's on Apple TV and they're like, okay, well, I guess I, I can't watch when they, you know, they can. It, they just have to know how to access it because it is free to watch it. They just need to know how. So I think it turns a lot of people away from watching the games that are on that service. So yeah, you're right. MLB needs to do more more plugging of that, more getting more information out there about how to watch it, letting people know that it's free and then you know then it'll be more successful but kind of a bummer that such a historic moment was on apple tv i hope a lot of people were able to watch it um obviously like i said i wasn't because i was at work on friday night otherwise i definitely would have been but yeah I, i i don't know how that's working out for them but regardless still a a really historic moment joining four other or three other players, becoming the fourth player to hit 700 home runs in a career. One thing that I've thought is interesting when when you think about it, he's the only player to hit seven home 700 home runs and not go on to hold the all-time home run record because every other player that hit this mark, they would end up holding the record. Babe Ruth was first, then Hank Aaron broke his record, then Barry Bonds broke his record. Albert Pujols isn't going to stick around that long, so he's really the only one who, this is kind of, this is the benchmark. Everyone else, the all-time record was the benchmark, but for Pujols, it's just reaching 700. Yeah, that's a really good point to think about it that way. It shows, like, you know, this is truly an all-time great player, and it just sucks to see, like, it's kind of a, also kind of a what-if, like, what if he didn't go... What, ha- what if, like, it went right in L.A., or or if he just stayed with the Cardinals, would he have been, you know, would he have gotten, you know, closer to the home run record? We, I guess we'll never know, but it, it's definitely just, you know, it, it's cool to see such a likable guy and, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer and, like, everything that comes with it. Like, it's just that he's just an all-time great, and, and it's, it's fun to see. So that's what happened on Friday night. Albert Pujols' career home runs, number 699 and 700. He becomes the fourth member of the 700 home run club. Of course, the other home run race that we have been tracking all season long is Aaron Judge and his quest for 61 home runs, which is the Yankees team record and American League record held by Roger Maris. And depending on who you ask, it's the single season record in Major League Baseball. So Aaron Judge is currently at 60 home runs, just one home run away. They were looking at live cut-ins of him all weekend long. Uh, I was watching college football on Saturday, and in the middle of the Auburn-Missouri game, Aaron Judge came up to the bat, and they did a live look in at the the Yankees-Red Sox game, trying to see if he would hit number 61 there. So there's been a, a lot of uh, a lot of eyes on Aaron Judge all weekend, but he's still waiting on home run number 61. Got 10 games left to play this season for the Yankees. I still think he's going to get to 62. I mean, two home runs in 10 games. I think he can definitely do that. Well, his largest stretch this season is five games without a home run, and he's at five games right now after 
and and to be fair, last night against Boston, he probably would have gotten at least one more at bat if the game didn't get called early. So could it have happened then? Possibly. They go to Toronto, and maybe him getting out of New York because like everyone is expecting him in a run, and the guys, you know, it's not like he's like played bad since he hit sixty. Like the dude's hitting every other hit he has is a double. Like that's. You know, there's a reason he's leading the league in batting average. He has the triple crown right now. So maybe he does it in Toronto starting tonight. And, of course, as we've said, every time we have record, he hits a run. So uh, expect it maybe end up uh, tie the record tonight in Toronto or tomorrow in Toronto. I think they start Tuesday. Yeah, and we, uh, we found out last week we recorded on Monday. The Yankees didn't have a game on Monday, but Tuesday he hit a home run. So... That that uh that luck is transferable by a day, so watch out. Yankees need to hire us. Yeah, I think so. Our I think it's a good idea. Or, or uh, no, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not even gonna put it on the universe. Uh, I want to. I want to hear it, it now. Universe. I want to hear what you were gonna say. No, because I'm not putting it out. I was gonna say I was gonna mention maybe something about some other team doing something that I don't want to have. Put it that way. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Judge still looking for home run number 61. Obviously, 10 games left. That's plenty of time to get it done. I think he can do it. The other thing that we're keeping an eye on with Aaron Judge is the Triple Crown, which he is still in line to win the Triple Crown right now. He retook the batting average lead. He's hitting 314 this season. So he would win the Triple Crown if the season ended today. And uh, we've talked about that so many times as well. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're going to sound like broken records today because we're just talking about things that we've been talking about all season long. But winning a Triple Crown hasn't been done since Miguel Cabrera in 2012, I think. So that would just be a huge accomplishment by Aaron Judge if he could get that done as well. So if he does that and 61 home runs in the season, it's got to be the best offensive season of all time. I think so, too. I mean, I said it last week, and Scott would have been thinking as he hit 60. I think even with 60, he, deserve, like, he deserves the argument. 60 home runs is incredible. Um, you know, and it's happened, what, six times in the history of baseball, so it, it's just to think about, like, how unique this season is, and, and Aaron Boone brings up another point, like, this season, it's like no one is doing what Aaron Judge is doing. Like you, you think about it. Like yes, the the um, the batting title is close, but he's almost doubled the field in home runs, and he's got a big lead in RBIs. Like no one is doing what he's doing. It's incredible to see. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I mean, it shows his growth. Like another thing they've mentioned a lot on the broadcast is like, you know, his strikeout rates down, and it shows his growth as a baseball player. He's been way more patient at the plate, and you know, the time and effort he's put in, and it it's incredible to just see like the fact he's a contract year and he has exceeded every expectation, and I it's just incredible. I mean, like. Not rarely make hundred like he literally could just say he made like at least a hundred and fifty million dollars more this season just because of his performance. Yeah, it's been a really, really fantastic season. I mean, I don't know what else we can say about it that we haven't said or that anyone hasn't said already, but 
a fantastic season from Aaron Judge, possibly the greatest offensive season of all time. He's going to get a huge contract this offseason. That free agency period is going to be really fun to watch. All right, taking a look at the playoff races, as like we've said, we only have about 10 games left in the regular season. Playoff races are starting to wind down. Some of them are coming down to the wire. And we look at the AL Central is one that I want to talk about first, Trey. The Cleveland Guardians have clinched the American League Central title. So youngest I look, team in baseball. Yeah, youngest, right. team, youngest team in baseball, yeah. So I looked back at our preseason predictions. For the AL Central, we both said that the White Sox would win the division. For the over-under for the Guardians, I took the over on 76.5 wins. You took the under. They are currently at 86 wins. Congrats. I don't think... I, I, I took the over, but I probably didn't think they would get to this many wins, and I obviously didn't think they would win the division. So they are proving both of us wrong. But neither of us, yeah. picked, neither of us picked them as a wildcard team either. So, yeah, they are proving both of us wrong with this division title win. Yeah, uh, I think the White Sox are clearly the most disappointing team in baseball. Maybe the Red Sox, but I would argue that there was more expectations in, in Chicago compared to Boston. And Boston, once they lost for sale, really, you know, hanged their wings a bit. But so I, I personally think, you know, Chicago White Sox are the most disappointing team this year. And Rightfully so. I think one of the worst is to be fired. Not coming back. The manager season. He's been out with health issues the last couple months of the season. I said he should have been fired the moment he got hired. Um, so, when hats off to the Guardians, I mean, that team, youngest left. This is a very, very young team. And, you know, they just don't know. Like, obviously, lost Francisco Lindor. Uh, two years ago, um, and this team has been battle battle tested. They have a really good pitching staff, and you know credit to them. And you, it's you know Terry Francona keeping doing a great job as as the manager, and hats off to the Guardians. Yeah, fantastic season from them. Really, I mean, surprising. Honestly, uh, I'm looking back at our our preseason predictions still. And you had predicted the the Twins to be one of the wild card teams. I thought they would have been good, but you know they're a disappointing team. They're twelve games back in the Central Division, and they're eliminated. They're not going to make the wild card, so they're not making the postseason. I had predicted the Red Sox to be a wild card team. Obviously, they're nowhere close to that. So both of us were a little wrong there but i think you know those are two teams that have been disappointing in addition to the white Sox, the red Sox, and the twins i think they both had high hopes and they've both been disappointing this season yeah absolutely i mean maybe the three most disappointing teams uh we'll see what happens if the padres miss the playoffs again which could happen throw them in there as well because that'd be you know with all the moves they've made and getting Juan soto and so, we'll see. Uh, I, I just it's it's kind of it sucks to see those three teams underperform. 
I mean, actually, it doesn't suck to see the Red Sox in the before, but it it's definitely just something where, like, they're supposed to be better. The, the, the roster is supposed to be better, and if you look at it, you know, is Carlos Correa, I believe, as an opt-out if you're, you know, with Minnesota, does he opt out? What, what happens there? And then, you know, the situation with the Red Sox and Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers, what what happens to them? Do they do they come back? Gio Martinez is probably not going back. So there's there's going to be a lot of change on those rosters, and and we'll we'll have to see what happens with that. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to watch that unfold over the off season. Uh, taking one last look at the American League wild cards uh, set up right now, it's Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Seattle. Seattle has a four game lead over Baltimore for that third wild card spot. So. Still possible that the Orioles could make a last run here and overtake Seattle, but I think the Mariners are going to make the playoffs for the first time since 2001, and that'll be really cool to see. They've got a a fun, young team, and it's going to be really cool to see them in the playoffs. We were four years old, and yeah, (laughs) it was was definitely cool to see. It's going to be cool to see them in the, I think, uh, you know, you're you're very high on Toronto. You thought they were going to win the division and make the World Series. I guess they still technically can. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but Seattle locked up Luis Castillo this week, and I, I think they have a you know their pitching staff with Robbie Robbie Ray in there is going to be really nasty for this postseason. So I would not be shocked because the Mariners are another young team too. You know they make some noise come postseason. Yeah, they definitely could. Definitely going to be a team to watch in the playoffs. Looking over at the National League, the Mets and the Braves still locked in a tight race in the NL East. The Braves are a game and a half out of first place. In the Central, the Cardinals have a six and a half game lead over the Brewers. So something still could change there, but it looks like the Cardinals are going to be the Central Division champions this year. When we look at the wildcard race, the Braves, obviously the top team in the NL wildcard. The Padres are still up there. The Phillies are still in the third wildcard spot. But the Brewers are one and a half games out of the third wildcard spot. And the Giants are the only other team that still has a shot. So I don't see the Giants. They have an eight and a half game deficit to make up. I don't see that happening. But the Brewers, if they play well here and the Phillies lose a couple games, they could make their way into the playoffs. But it's gonna be uh, it's going to be close to watch. So I think the wildcard race... And the NL East uh, division race, those are going to come down to the wire, and they're going to be really entertaining over the next week and a half. Yeah, that's probably the two that are the most up for it. The Yankees' magical number is two, so they, by the time we record again, they could have plunged the American League East. Um, I think I think the AL wild card, as you mentioned, is basically locked up at this point, unless an utter collapse by anyone. But uh, I, I think my guess is. Mets are going to probably win the division, and then we'll have Eileen is staying the same. Um, I think, you know, Phillies have played well. Like, I, I, if I had to pick a team to fall out, I might say San Diego, um, just because they could have that sense of, oh, it's happening again, and then they, they struggle down the stretch, and the Brewers play well. So I, I think we'll get three in all these teams in the postseason. Yeah, 
I think that's definitely I think that's definitely the way that it's going to shake out. All right, anything else that you want to hit on today, Trey, before we wrap up today's episode? I I got nothing. I off the top of my uh, you know, I I think this is going to be an exciting couple of stretches. Uh, I think it, you know, uh, I do want to say something. Like fans complain about the cutting like college football away when Judge was hitting, and I was like, I was like, this is not unprecedented. This is was done with Sosa and McGuire. It was done with Bonds and his run, like. I think fans need to appreciate, like, the rarity of what's happening. And I know there's, you know, college football fans, so I know all these baseball fans, but, like, this is, like, one of the greatest individual seasons in American sports history. And it's for the most iconic, maybe the most iconic franchise in this country, at least the winningest franchise in this country, in American team sports, the New York Yankees. Like, it is one of the four most iconic brands in sports in this country you know it's them the dallas cowboys the boston celtics and the los angeles lakers like it's those four and you know it's like it's the it's the freaking new york yankees i was like even if i wasn't a yankees fan like you have to understand like it's that big of a moment he's he's the and it's a good thing for baseball to get those cutaways during college football so that, that kind of grinded my gears that people were complaining about that. I was like, I get there's high leverage moments, like a two-point conversion, but like, they just, you know, it, you get my, like, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, no, uh, a historic moment like Aaron Judge hitting 61 home runs is far bigger than a two-point conversion in a week four college football game. Thank you. Uh, One last thing that I want to mention, the Dodgers, you know, we talked about this, I think last week, how the Dodgers are so good this year that it, it almost seems like no one's talking about them, maybe because they're always expected to be good or because there are a lot of other storylines to watch this year. But the Dodgers have kind of flown under the radar, even with how good they are. They have tied their franchise record for wins in a season with 106. And we've still got some time to go. So they're going to win more games this year. They are just so good. And, like, like, I don't know. I think it's because we expect it that no one's really talking about it that much. But, yeah, they're, they're playing on an insane level this season. But that's all I've got to say. I was gonna say clear favorites to win it all. Will they? I'm not sure. Uh, as always, folks, uh, you can uh, connect with us. Give us your thoughts on Aaron Judge and our pools and who you expect to be in the postseason, which is right around the corner. And back into the news at Trey Lyle PT. As always, you can also follow us at Foul Ball here, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or also on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg page. Thank you so much for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.